goosebumps. <laughs> I cannot believe it. We won. Friends of the Earth won. Hearing that, hearing that again does, uh, it brings me back. I feel very emotional. It's been yes. an emotional week. Many people shed tears. Uh, like my, I may have shed a tear. I may have shed like one or two tears. Part of the majority. My throat actually still hurts from screaming so loudly. So why, why are we excited, Mona? So big week at Friends so, of the Earth, what's happened? Yes, so you're listening to a bonus episode um, of How to Save the Planet because we, Friends of the Earth, won a case against the government um, who were trying to expand Heathrow Airport and the, the Court of Appeal found um, their case to be illegal, specifically on climate change grounds, which, as I say it again, my nerves are right. Honestly, the word is, is historic because communities have been doing this for years, uh, you know, thought the day would never come, and here we are. So uh, I'm Mona. I'm your favourite climate campaigner. Uh, yeah, joined today by Louisa. Um, not a climate campaigner, but still very excited. Still very excited. And and yeah, and you're listening to a bonus episode of How to Save the Planet. So you might have been seeing this flying around. You might have seen it on the news. So I'm exceptionally excited that we're joined um, with Katie DeCower today, one of the amazing lawyers who worked on the Heathrow case. Um, she's here to answer your questions and tell us the story about this amazing win. Katie, welcome. Thank you, Muna. Hi, everyone. It's Katie from your favourite legal team of Friends of the Earth. <laughs> yes. Um, and maybe even someone's favourite lawyer. I mean, 100% my favourite legal team right now. I'm not going to lie. Thank uh, you. Really. Uh, so, Katie, you must be feeling pretty good today. How are you doing? I would say I'm on absolute cloud nine. Um, it's just a fantastic victory and I'm so happy to have been a part of it. Such a privilege to work on. Could you just give us a quick synopsis about how it came about? What were we, what were we fighting against um, and kind of how we got this win? Sure. So first of all, this case has got a really long history. Um, Friends of the Earth, uh, local activists and communities have been fighting Heathrow expansion for decades, actually. And uh, we brought these proceedings actually a year and a half ago so it's been a pretty long road to get to this amazing victory which was announced yesterday and our case was all about the need for the government to properly consider climate change when it adopted this policy and in a nutshell they didn't the government keeps talking about how we're in a climate emergency, but it's not acting like that. So government was found to be acting illegally in the planning of Heathrow, and it was purely on like the climate grounds that that decision was made. That sounds big. How, how big is that really as a win? It's absolutely enormous. This case basically is... Um, the most important most, and has the most profound implications for environmental law, for environmental protection in over a generation. It's really, you know, meteoric. Oh God, I'm getting it. Like, honestly, as Katie speaks, I'm getting like, like almost like emotional again because it's it's it's. As campaigners, you're so used to hearing no, especially when it's uh, from the government or even kind of from any uh, kind of decision makers. Um, and to hear yes from the judges for once, it just felt like the crack in the armor and that we were actually making cut through. So it's just, yes, I'm I'm riding the wave as well. I'm, st I'm still on the high. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, having like the privilege of being down outside court yesterday, like the moment of it being announced, uh, I did. I might have shed a tear. It was, it was very goosebumps and like emotional down there it's cool yeah I can tell you when the lawyers walked out of the court oh, oh what a hollow it was a scene from a Hollywood movie <laughs> um okay so you mentioned implications what 
are some of the implications of this? Well, because this is uh, such a epic win for climate justice, the implications really are huge. And they, first and foremost, I think we should, you know, just take a moment to think that because of our case and, and Plan B's case, because we were the two claimants that actually succeeded, um, we have stopped Heathrow expansion in its tracks. And Heathrow is already one of the single largest sources of emissions in the whole of the UK. So this, in our view, was, speaking for Friends of the Earth, was absolute madness that the government was wanting to expand so that there would be um, an estimate of 700 extra flights per day in the sky with this expanded Heathrow. So, and given how much support, whatever the government may be saying now, given how much support they pushed towards Heathrow expansion is the government who adopted the airport national policy statement giving the green light to expansion. So they may be saying now this is an industry-led thing, but they're the ones who adopted the policy. The developers do not have the power to adopt a, a government policy for expansion. So the government was invested in this and that's why they spent so much money defending it as well. And so does that mean that these sort of cases are going to be kind of easier to bring against government and like forcing them to to actually stick to their climate commitments and, and promises they've made? Is that going to become a bit of an easier task in the future? Definitely, because this is a ruling from the Court of Appeal, which is one of the higher courts, the second highest court in this country. So there's then a sort of precedent basis to this. So the lower courts are going to be bound by that decision. Um, and, and therefore, yes, it, it does have implications for other, um, you know, big infrastructure projects which also have climate impacts and also on a more you know local level even with things like plan making um, for town and country planning decisions of a sort of yeah smaller level we think there could be implications for those too it really just centers climate change and the importance of climate change into government decision making which is obviously what they should have been doing all along but now the court is telling them that's what they need to do. Sounds like music to my ears. Um, and already we've seen reports of how, you know, this could influence even big road road building projects. Um, and this is this is a brilliant precedent that we've set. Um, so, Katie, since the, the massive ruling yesterday, there's been loads of kind of chat flying around from journalists, from our supporters, um, and we'd love to get your take on them. Um, the first one that I've heard a lot about is, you know, since the announcement, Heathrow has said that they will be appealing. What does that actually mean? And are, do, do we think they're likely to win or overturn this? Well, yes, Heathrow has announced that they are appealing. What they're actually doing is seeking permission to appeal from the Supreme Court. Um, there's no guarantee they will even get that. So it, it's not, the appeal is not in the bag in the sense of even having a hearing as yet. And the Court of Appeal yesterday refused their application for permission to appeal, which is why they've now got to uh, get their application into the Supreme Court itself. Um, in terms of where that leaves us, well, I think their position is pretty undermined, to be honest, by the fact that the government has said that they are not appealing because without the government support, it's just basically a bit like they're, you know, up the <clears throat> creek without a paddle. So I don't think they're, they're not on solid ground on this. I think they're in a pretty shaky position. 
That is fantastic to hear. <laughs> uh, cool. And so one of the other things I've, I've seen chat as well is like um, around the Paris Agreement and obviously it being pretty big precedent setting that we are, you know, the, the government not considering their commitments in the Paris Agreement properly is actually illegal. What do you see the impact of that having both kind of within the UK, but then also what does that mean for other people who are signed up to the Paris Agreement and like how their governments might need to start considering their behaviour? So within the UK, I think this case is a massive inspiration for anyone trying to fight a development which has climate change implications or very negative uh, climate change impacts. And really that's because, you know, of all the cases um, that we could have taken, Heathrow was a difficult one to win. There was a huge amount of investment in it. Um, It's a massive project. We keep being told this line that it's essential for the UK coming out of the EU that you know the economy is somehow going to almost collapse without Heathrow expanding so this was not an easy case to win and if we can win on climate grounds facing you know a mega development like that then I think it really opens it up in in other areas as well so um, Muna, you mentioned roads, um, major roads. Obviously, they will have climate um, implications. Um, and I think that this will mean that um, Paris, for example, needs to be taken into account there. And, you know, other projects like the Drax uh, gas power plant, again, we think clear implications there and that this is a boost for that case, which is being taken by another environmental NGO, Client Earth. Would you add HS2 to that list as well? So HS2 is covered by a different um, regime to the airport national policy statement. HS2 is governed by a its own bill. So the read-through isn't as clear, but in the general round, um, I think there are, there are a few decisions which which have climate impacts which won't be implicated in some way. But I think H, HS2 is a less clear example than something that's actually covered by an MPS as well. And just kind of take a step back actually on the Paris Agreement for a minute. I think a lot of people may have heard the Paris Agreement being talked about and maybe vaguely aware that it's a thing. But what actually is the Paris Agreement? So the Paris Agreement is a international treaty and it commits them to pursuing efforts to limit um, global warming temperatures to 1.5 degrees and to keep them well below 2 degrees. And the UK is a signatory and we ratified it as well. So this case makes clear that um, under two separate sections of the Planning Act, that the government needed to take into account the Paris Agreement and they couldn't just look at the domestic carbon targets in place under the Climate Change Act, which is obviously very important as well. They needed to look beyond that because of the scope of the duties in the Planning Act. So the Paris Agreement, in as it like, whilst it's an international agreement, it requires kind of the courts of a country to actually push that to be legally enforced? The, the courts have enforced uh, that 
Paris was obviously relevant to this decision, but that's not something that the courts should have had to have done. The government should have got it right in the first place. They keep talking about how Paris is, you know, their policy. They keep talking about how they are serious about tackling the climate emergency. The Planning Act did not say only look at targets in place under the Climate Change Act. It, it referred to the desirability of um, mitigating climate change and the court ruled that Paris was therefore, amongst other factors, obviously relevant. On the list as well is uh, the idea of, you know, we've seen uh, not just with kind of this case but we, um, you know cases last year where the courts have moved to almost check the government um, do you think in uh, you know in some way the government will now try to strip their courts of that power or uh, at least undermine them um, because they are doing a good job of holding them to account I think that's a risk we need to be very alive to yes um, as you may know, the government has already announced that they're setting up a committee to examine the, the basis for judicial review, which is the legal mechanism by which we, Friends of the Earth, challenged the government's decision to expand Heathrow. And they're doing that, they say, because there are unmeritorious claims um, coming before the courts and so, you know, people wasting the court's time and that judges are basically pursuing a kind of political activism and in getting involved in things which are no concern of theirs and that this is somehow anti-democratic. But what this case is very clear about and what the judgment is very clear about is that they have not done that in this instance at all. Um, they have said that the policy to expand Heathrow is unlawful because of the legal errors which they have identified, because the government didn't comply with its legal duties. They have not actually said in their ruling that Heathrow, that they have not commented on whether Heathrow expansion is a good or a bad thing. Obviously, Friends of the Earth, yes. we believe that it's a terrible thing, but the courts haven't said that. They've just said, you haven't acted lawfully, government, that's why this is unlawful. Fantastic. It feels like for the first time, because I think governments are so often like, yeah, we'll commit to this. And especially the UK claims to be a world leader on the environment. And for the first time, we're trying to push what government says and what it commits to in line with its actions. Um, and that for me feels like special. On the world leader status, are there international impacts for, for this decision? Like, is this a, is this a decision that's going to kind of, I don't know, echo throughout the world type of a thing? We think so, yes. I mean, I mean, as a starter, uh, Friends of the Earth is the largest environmental grassroots network in the world, and our sister organisations all around the all around the world were delighted with the announcement when it came out yesterday, um, and that's because this is a a global struggle that we're in fighting climate justice but it's also because people recognize that the uh, this country's legal scene is very well respected around the world and it and cases here are quoted in jurisdictions all over the place um and also in a way the fact that the um that this country doesn't have what's called a written constitution means that in a way these implications are even greater because if we can do that without those sort of um, specific 
protections in place that you find in other constitutions. So, for example, um, the agenda case, the Dutch case, which was another great climate victory, then that really opens it up for other people who do have written constitutions that specifically have these um, rights expressed there. Um, and one of, the, one of the other questions that's getting asked a lot is, is, does this mean the government will just try and leave the Paris Agreement? Is that something that they can do? Well, there's uh, something that you can theoretically do, and then there's another thing called political suicide. Um, the government has always maintained that it is committed to the Paris Agreement, so it would be... I don't think we need to be worried about withdrawing from the Paris Agreement. I mean, the US has indicated that they um, want to begin the withdrawal process, but that has resulted in pretty much universal con condemnation from countries all over the world. At a time when we're coming out of the European Union, we've left the European Union, we're in a transition period, you know, the UK just doesn't need that kind of pressure. And I think it would be politically madness. And I think the government knows that. Uh, okay, so yeah, so Muna, you're on cloud nine. Katie's on cloud nine. Yes, we're celebrating. Uh, yeah, Katie, how are you going to be celebrating this? It's massive. Well, I've done a lot of jumping up and down <laughs> and yeah, yelling with joy. So I'm going to keep doing that. Hopefully not startle too many people on the street as I do that. Um, and yeah, I'm going to have a really nice glass of Prosecco or maybe more. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and the, for those of you interested in seeing Katie's joy, there's a lot of photos on our um, social media at the moment, and the size of the grin on her face as she comes out of court is, um, it's oh, Cheshire cat. It's 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 a uh, it's a joy to behold. So yeah, I'd recommend having a look through some of the images from yesterday. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Katie. It's been uh, it's been so useful to have your insight here, um, and I hope her explanation of of your kind of key questions um have been useful to listen to i for one i'm still in i'm still on cloud nine with you i just think it's it's, it's so amazing um and i want to end with thanking the communities um who have been on the front line um against heathrow in many forms um for a long time and i know this win is a personal win for them it's a personal win for us in the fight against the climate crisis and just yeah a just a pleasure okay that's a uh, uh, happy goodbye from us um and uh, we'll see you soon bye everyone bye, bye. what do we want what do we want now what do we want